0: Hello everybody and welcome to another HP Critical Podcast with your lovely Jarel. Hi, Kelly. What's up, everyone? Brandon. What's up, everybody? And your most annoying podcaster, <laughs> Gabe.
1: You have to say hi okay
0: oh hello (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah yeah I think it's it's only right so that they know who the voice is you know you gotta Mm -hmm. let the people know so thank you for that wonderful introduction Gabe why do I do it you're putting me out of a job you should clearly just do it every week obviously you were better at hosting than I am um speaking of hosting you see that segue that's actually not gonna happen uh (laughs) how you guys how how are you guys aside from tired
2: Ah, I've been all right it's been a decent
3: week so far i'd say uh i'm exhausted yeah i was even off monday and it's been like a just a hard week
1: oh yeah yeah well tomorrow is friday and um i hope that it's gonna be a great friday and a great weekend for you guys so let's talk about some video game stuff so that everybody can listen through the weekend starting with i know something that Gabe and Brandon is super excited about that. Is uh, Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga finally has a release date. let's um, go. Um, which
0: what's the release date? Uh, April 5th, 5th. 5th, yes, 2020. Uh, 2022. 22. Sorry, 2020, <laughs> 2020 was its original release year. Oh, really? That's true. Yeah. This, yeah. Game yeah. Been, this game, this game, been delayed a while. It, it, yeah, it literally every spring the past two years it got delayed
3: because mm. uh, actually, oh, no, bro, 2020
0: awesome. it was. It's coming out spring twenty twenty. Then it was delayed to holiday twenty twenty, and then, would, and then it was delayed to spring twenty twenty one. And they were like, "Yeah, we're just delaying the game until next year. You guys are just gonna have to deal with it at this point."
1: So all of you like Star Wars, right?
0: Yes, I adore and Star Wars. Yes,
1: I know Kelly likes Lego because she talked about it before. Brandon <laughs> and games, you guys like Lego? The Lego
0: games? Absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: no. I mean, here's here's a funny thing. I've never owned a Lego game, but I have many friends that have owned them, and I just always like play co-op with them, and I always have a good time. As far as the Lego Star Wars series specifically, I played a bunch of one of one and two with a friend. Uh, I never got around to three or the other spin offs, but uh, I'm looking forward to giving this one a go for sure.
1: Well, let's talk about the Skywalker Saga. Um, In late 2017, development studio TT Games began work on LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga at a time when dozens inside the company were at odds with management, citing frustration over tight development schedules, the company's crunch culture, and outdated development tools. More than 20 current and former TT Games employees tell Polygon that calls for change over the years have largely been ignored. This is an article from Polygon.com titled, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has led to extensive crunch at TT Games. The longtime LEGO games studio has spent almost five years on its latest project multiple people who worked at the studio remember breaking down outside of work hours because of the workload and some of the stresses they were under so i realized that i I chuckled at that so let me explain myself i'm not a horrible person it's because i read broke down and i thought how legos you know how you like break the legos oh my
0: god it
1: was a really bad I apologize. So uh, If you you
2: you really want to you really want really to know, bad our our good friend Grayson, who has been on this podcast before, had had uh, retweeted something about this, and I <laughs> commented a post like, "Dang, they should have built saw- some better <laughs> development strategy."
1: They should have built a better development strategy, I saw thought. As it was a very soft-spoken blackmail, one for- former employee says, if people don't start doing overtime, there's going to be problems. Although the problems were never specified. Some former staff even came up with a term to describe the experience of the studio, referring to them as P-T-T-S-D. Uh, with the Skywalker saga, an adaption of all nine main films in the Star Wars series, management promised employees a longer development timeline and a new engine. Unfortunately, this did little to improve the situation. According to employees, multiple staffers say the management ignored warnings about switching to NTT, which is a new engine being developed internally, and say that the longer time frame was unsuccessful in alleviating crunch. So I know Mm. that this podcast has talked multiple times on multiple occasions about crunch. We've had a guest developer come on and also talk about crunch. And um, question, since you all love Star Wars and you all love the Lego series, how do you feel hearing this? Like, will this deter you from playing the game? Like, uh, how, how does this news make you feel,
0: personally? It's harder, wanted the game two years ago. Okay, I'm completely kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's not going to deter me from buying the game. If even to me, at least, this is even more reason to buy the game to pay those poor developers. Um, hopefully, you know, a good amount. Um, it sucks. It's also kind of crazy that there was so much crunch, I'm assuming throughout the five years. And even then the game kept getting delayed. So then that makes you wonder how much crunch did they do over the past two years? Since Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, the game was supposed to come out 2020 and they were crunching since then. So kind of sucks. Again, it's something in the gaming industry that needs to be looked at, you know, I wouldn't know how to work around that. I'm not a manager. I'm not. I'm not even a supervisor. Or a team yeah, I'm not of...
1: asking. Um, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I want He's to. Explain, cutting me out. No, I just want to say that I'm not asking how you guys would uh, deal with it specifically because I know that we've talked about it before. So I don't want you to think that I'm asking yeah. like how would you deal with crunch. Like, if you want to know how Gabe would deal with crunch, if he felt like he was a developer a director, you'd have to go back and listen to one of our episodes.
0: So please. I don't think I offered a solution back then either. But <laughs> you, well, I mean, I posed the question and you guys <laughs> had no. some answers. So Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's my it's not gonna stop me from playing the game to answer your question shortly, even though I just went
3: on for like three minutes.
0: <laughs> well,
1: Kelly, uh Brendan, how did you guys feel when you when you heard this news? How do uh, you feel?
3: Yeah, I just heard it for the first time uh when you just said it just now. So um I I think that there's like a certain level of crunch that like probably every video game has at the very end. Um, But if the end was two years of crunch, I really hope it wasn't the case. I mean, I hate to see people like breaking down at their jobs. Um, I've been there, you know, Uh, but not working on video games. So was it worth it? I'm not sure. Um, I still will probably buy the game. Uh, because I like Lego games a lot. I've played quite a few of them, and they're always so much fun. It's like, I don't know, it's just like a family friendly like fun game. Um, I'll probably will buy it. This doesn't really change it for me because, like Gabe said, they deserve to get paid, I guess would they get bonuses? I mean, they've been getting paid the whole time. So mm-hmm. it's not like they wouldn't get paid, but, if the game doesn't sell, I imagine there may be some repercussions. So definitely want them to um, make their money so that they can continue to make Lego games. I would really like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, for me, I'll, I'll just say real quick. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm probably still likely going to get the game anyway. It's like it, it, it very much sucks hearing this story on the same day that it got its release date too. Like that was like you're like people are like happy, like, yeah. And then they saw the question, they're like, oh. It's 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 very much a shame. Like any time, any crunch story is bad, but of course, being accompanied by the long-awaited release date that we hope sticks this time is is just, a, is, just a, is just a is just a bummer. But yeah, I'm gonna uh, buy the game regardless. I'm just glad that even though the timing seems poor, at least the story is out there. As much light as we can shine on these uh, these crunch developers, we can. Hopefully, it will be something that will be a thing of the past at some point. That's all we can. That's all we can do really.
3: I
1: think what bothers me the most about this story is that it's Lego and it's Star Wars. And like, I can only imagine being a developer who loves Star Wars, who also loves Lego games and being in a position where, you know, I get an email that's like, bitch, you better do overtime. And I'm like, but I'm dying. But also like, I love these franchises. So I can imagine, you know, pushing myself further than I would on, you know, like a brand new IP, for example, just because it's Star Wars and it's. Like Lego and like everybody loves fucking Lego games. Lego Harry Potter games were the shit. A lot of people like Star Wars. It's um, it's really sad. Uh, there was a there was a thing that the employees could get. It was either flex time. Um or overtime I believe it was Uh, and they could exchange overtime hours worked for extra pay or days off so there were some type Mm. of incentives but it didn't really um, as far as I read it didn't really amount to anything as a matter of fact Um, excuse me Uh, uh, oh no I lost it ah here it is uh, Jack Yarwood, who put this piece together, said the uh, quote, been speaking to current and former employees about the culture at TT Games since last August. It told me more about the challenges of working in with Saga, the studio's history of crunch and low morale, and the poor treatment of QA staff and women at the studio. So, I'll leave you guys to go read the rest of that if you'd like to over at uh, Polygon.com. Let's talk about probably the biggest news that happened this week, which I'm pretty sure is going to take up most of this uh, rest of this podcast. Um, actually, Frankly, wait, yeah. wait, wait,
3: wait.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, before mm-hmm. I do that, what have you guys been playing? If any. Fact.
2: Oh, oh, uh, it's been pretty much the same rotation as last week. Uh, Pokemon, Great Ace Attorney, both of which I finished by the way, I don't know if I mentioned that last week or this week, but whatever. Finished both, Um, Final Fantasy XII continues as usual. And they also just dropped Yukio Master Duel. So I've been touching on that a little bit because it's good.
3: (laughs) The only thing that I've played is Animal Crossing. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Every week that you say Animal I, Crossing, I just think that Kelly's week has been horrible. Like <laughs> if the only game she's played is Animal Crossing, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Cause it's Oof. like
3: the only thing I really have time for. Cause I like turn yeah. it on for like a few minutes and like fuck around. Um, because I can't, I can't do it long term. It's like a very short game for me. It's like I'm going, I talk to my villagers and I leave because I'm bored. Like yeah, it's thing. one of
1: those like you just do your dailies and then log off.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can do.
0: Well, I've only played Smash Bros. and Battlefield 2042, I have not had time for the video game
1: yeah it's a rough time and there are so many coming up that it's going to get even worse so let's talk about a few more things before we happen to the big news the first one being that the new batman movie starring robin pattinson is 55 minutes uh 55 minutes long with eight minutes i uh, am sorry, well two hours and 55 minutes long yeah. is what i'm trying to say it is two yeah. hours and 55 minutes long with eight minutes of credits afterwards that's a long movie. I went to the movies for the first time, y'all, since the pandemic. I went to the movies for the first time in like two years. And you I realized see? that I'm uh, a Spider-Man. And... Yeah. Uh, I realized that I'm really old because after like an hour and a half I was like oh my god when is this over I can't sit in this chair anymore I had (laughs) a horrible headache I'm super old now I couldn't see I couldn't concentrate too many sounds too much too much it was too much and I was like oh my god like I can do this I can't do this for two hours Who the fuck am gonna go do this shit for three um any of you how do you guys feel like sitting in a theater watching a three-hour movie would you do it or would you not? I love dude, long
2: dude, of movies. I, I eat three hour movies for breakfast, bro. Like, but I I'm know. a regular theater go. <laughs> but,
0: but like well, I, I mean I, I, go
2: ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say that's becoming a little more common as of late, I've noticed. Like the three hour movies, like Avengers Endgame was like starting that trend. Then the No Time to Die, James Bond was three hours. <laughs>
0: it's like what's up? Endgame did not start that trend. It didn't no 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 you're right lord of the rings was probably no, the closest I wasn't example. even gonna mention Lord of the Rings I was definitely gonna mention Avatar and it's two hour and like 30 minute boring ass movie by Damn, games people Cameron. really do
2: turn on did turn on avatar in this last decade that's crazy but I will but like okay let me let, let me frame it in a different way then um classic movies used to be long as fuck like they used to be like really long then they kind of dialed it back and now in recent years let's say that it's starting to get a little more popular uh because I feel like People that are making the movies, Hollywood uh, and whatever, are realizing that if the movie is uh, big enough, they can get away with it, I feel, because they know that um, the, the common complaint is like sometimes a lot of these movies that have to cram in so much story, you know, rushed and then they they're adhering to only an hour and a half to two hours, they miss a lot of things. So if they have enough clout, then they'll go for a longer length. And I feel like he's Batman, man. Like, they, if, if, they, if, if there's any franchise that can get away with three hours on their re- re- reboot, I, I would say it's Batman. Um, that's your question. I mean, as long as the movie's entertaining, that's a, that, that's all it is for me. If, if a movie is not entertaining, it don't matter how long it is, you will feel the length. It could be an hour, and I could be like, it'll be the longest hour of my life. Or if it's three hours, it'll feel like the longest three hours. But if I'm entertained, it'll, it'll, it flies. It flies. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's because I've been watching movies in the comfort of my own home lately um but I went to the movie theater my neck was hurting my legs were sore I was like this is who does this and why popcorn was $20 yes I was watching that movie and it was a good movie <laughs> and then I thought I wish I just watched this shit at my house I love watching long movies at home on my bed like HBO Max and Disney Plus have changed the way that I enjoy movies and I made my own popcorn for fucking free because I ain't buy it somebody else in my house bought it it was great and then I went to the movie theater and like an hour and a half in I was like what like and I was on those nice recliner seats so I thought it would be better so I you know sat back and I was like mm, and I was like this is still bad um so no thank you to long movies at movie theaters anymore for me what about you Kelly um
3: would you
1: watch a three-hour movie in the
3: theater I feel like I it depends I'm not super into like the Marvel movies so like I'm not gonna go do that but like Fucking Titanic is like over three hours long. And I've seen that like multiple times. It used to be on two VHS tapes, you know? But in a movie so, theater? Like, I mean, I couldn't have seen it when it was in the movies because I was like five. So, I mean, but I probably would. I watched Avatar in the movies actually twice. <laughs> uh, and I was not um, bored to death. Um, but now I don't, my attention span's not that good anymore. Like I'm going to have to get up. The other day I actually went to the drive-in. And we saw Spider Man No Way Home and Venom Two, uh, and I was almost asleep <laughs> by Venom Two. Like I was like dozing. Okay. It but, was hard. But
2: double features, double features. Like that's that's a lot mm-hmm. though. Like to go from a how long? I don't know if any of you know how long was Spider Man No Way Home. Like, a, long like an
3: hour It had to be at least two hours.
2: It was over two. Hours. Yeah, minute minimum two hours. Like two hours. Okay, and then and then, and then and then Venom Venom No Way. I'm just, Venom, Venom No Venom Way Home. <laughs>
3: It was oh. like an hour and a half only. So. Yeah, it's a
2: very it's a very short movie. So it it, it comes out like barring breaks, it comes like the three and a half hours. But but still, double feature. It, it don't matter how long the length ultimately is. Double features are hard if Man, you're not ready your for it. Your
1: car can be comfortable too. You
0: know how many times I don't fall asleep in my car in college? Great. Say while driving, I was like, "That's not." Safe. No,
1: I don't. Nah. Fall asleep while driving, I also don't fall asleep while in the shower. Uh, Gabe please how what about you well,
0: some of us actually whatever i do want- i don't i don't get i would a hundred percent watch any length okay not any length movie in the theater <laughs> but but like something that i want to watch like batman yeah give me two and a half hours of batman beating the living shit out of someone for stealing a pack of gum from a it's girlfriend. literally two hours and 55 <laughs> minutes That's finally, hours. Look, listen here's what everyone has to know about me I watched The Lord of the Rings religiously. I watched them in theater when they came out more than once. Also, I watched the extended versions now. And the extended versions all put together are, I think... Let me see. They're about... They're a little over 13 hours, I believe. And I watched them in one sitting in my house. I don't give a damn how long a movie is if I like it. Also, when I was younger... Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. When I was younger, um, I had someone who worked in the movie theater. And so for my birthday, I spent an entire day just watching movies in the movie theater. I don't care. I love watching movies in movie theaters. It's comfy. The only time I don't like watching movies in movie theaters is when they're short, because I just feel like I just wasted $20 to sit in something Mm -hmm. I could have waited to release at home. I hate short movies. You make short movies, you suck. Sorry.
1: All right. Well, uh, uh, Banjo and Kazooie is coming to Nintendo Switch Online this month. Um, it's actually uh, out
0: now, now.
2: As of this recording, it's out.
1: Okay. And uh, Zelda Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask Majora's is coming Mas. out in February. What? And uh, coming to Game Pass are the following games. Death's Door, Danganronpa Trigger, Happy Havoc, The Hitman Trilogy, Nobody Saves the World, Paparazzi, uh, Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition, Taiko no Tatsujin, Tatsujin, The Drone Master, Windjammers 2, and Rainbow Six Extraction, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Mm. Um, Any feelings on any of those games, either coming to Game Pass or coming to Switch Online? I'll tell you what I think real quick uh i'm excited because i want to play death store on xbox um uh you know gabe wrote a wonderful review that you can check out at hpcritical.com about death store so i'm excited for that one also um i'm excited to finally play majora's mask and i'm happy it's coming out in february and not later at the end of the year and that's it for me
2: oh um i'll make it quick as far as the game pass i'll start with that uh, I'm very happy that uh, Death Store, Danganronpa, and Taiko no Tatsujin are, both, are all coming to Game Pass. That means more people can play those games because they're all great. So, yay. As far as the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, um, I have never put, like, serious time into Banjo-Kazooie. So, I'm glad I finally had that opportunity. Though, I'm probably going to be waiting until February because uh, that's a future-doesn't-hold-up episode, my friends. So, I uh, look forward to that. And as far as Majora's Mask, I mean, that's my favorite Zelda game of all time. You know I'm hyped for that i um, definitely looking forward to giving that another go. Uh, I'm one of the few, like, we've talked about this before, I think, but Ocarina of Time, the 3DS version is better. It's unfortunate that's one that i not chosen. In Majora's Mask case, though, I think there's enough differences in both versions that I don't, I wouldn't go as far as say the 3DS is the definitive version of Majora's Mask. There's very much value, I think, in still playing that console version, at least for that game. So hopefully there's no, not, not, not too many emulations, because that seemed to be common and more common lately. Hope that's not the
3: case, because I want that game to be smooth, but we'll see. Uh, The only game that I really care about is Xbox, I mean, <laughs> Rainbow Six Extraction. I watched some gameplay of it when I, uh, I was watching a stream. And it looks pretty good, and it'll be on Game Pass, which I pay for, even though I don't play video games. Uh, so, yeah, probably play that. Don't have any friends, but. Unless you guys want to Draw. pull away, it. it's like I don't know. It looks pretty good. Draw, you're muted. Draw, you're okay. muted. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, I'm only
0: excited for Majora's Mask next.
1: Thanks, Gabe, for making that super succinct. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, so, something we didn't get to talk about last week that I quickly want to touch on is that Xbox players are fed up with forced crossplay against PC gamers. Xbox players can't escape some PC cheaters. Uh, Xbox players are growing increasingly frustrated at being forced to play against PC gamers. While crossplay was initially a popular request from Xbox and PC players that Microsoft has backed strongly for years, those playing first person shooters on Xbox are struggling to opt out of the experience to avoid PC cheaters. Games like Call of Duty Warzone and Halo Infinite force Xbox players to match against PC gamers in a variety of playlists. You don't have to look very far to see why people are angry about it. Now that cheating in Halo is confirmed on PC, can we have the option to opt out of cross-play? Asked one Reddit post in November, just weeks after the multiplayer version of Halo Infinite launch. Um, the reason I brought this up is because once again, they're bringing some more first-person shooters to um, uh, Game Pass through uh, Rainbow, uh, including you know uh, Tom Clancy stuff that we just mentioned, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think, Anything should be done about this and how do you feel about it?
3: It's so I, funny. I,
2: oh, go ahead. You know, I think it is hilarious, but I'm actually a little shocked by that story because there's so few games in the grand scheme of things that really support crossplay. And if I'm being honest, I thought more of those cross-play games had, I don't know, like a toggle or something. It's like uh Xbox only or crossplay features. But I feel that here that Halo doesn't is like, huh. Interesting. Maybe they feel they don't really need to because Halo is only on two platforms, Xbox and PC, and to Microsoft, they essentially just consider that the same thing, more or less, because they equally support the Xbox PC these days, so maybe they just don't find it necessary to even do that. They should, but maybe they just don't think it's, they don't, They. they, they I think maybe they just see PC and Xbox as just two different extensions of their same business model. I don't know.
3: I just find it funny because I play on PC and I hate controller players so much like (laughs) because they have auto aim like you don't have auto aim on mouse and keyboard you know what I mean so like I'm I i do not know I guess there is cheating you know and it's probably pretty bad and I get pissed if I'm playing against people that are cheating but like it's just funny to me that they're complaining (laughs) like you have auto aim like shut up I don't know it's just funny.
0: As much as I want to make fun of Xbox players for being little babies that can't get good, uh, no, I think every game should have if it you know, should have a toggle for on or off um, crossplay because as a PlayStation player playing crossplay and then you go on and you're playing against someone on PC like that's it's one of the most annoying things because you know like it, it's not even that it's like subtle cheating it's like they they run rampant rampant around you know the map whatever like hey i'm cheating and you i'm gonna get you eventually and it's really annoying but then at the same time like the benefit of crossplay is quicker matchmaking like for example chivalry 2 um has cross it has the toggle on and off and i i think it turns it on in the beginning but it lets you know like hey you have the option to turn off if you want and you know i let it go on and the matchmaking was fast as hell but then i started losing a lot so i was like it's definitely because i'm playing against pc players not because i suck at the game so i turned off um crossplay and it took like five minutes for me to fight a match so like i could see where the benef- benefit of them not having that as an automatic option and say games like halo like again not bringing it up to make fun of them but xbox not doing as good with their new console sales like obviously halo's playable on the older xboxes but you know i guess they thought more people would play it on the new ones that's why they didn't really give an option but yeah there's a there's a good and bad to cross play that needs to be looked at mm-hmm. because uh, another thing is too like a lot of the anti-cheating software is usually up to the game developers themselves like uh call of duty has uh they just started implementing. The, what the hell is it called? I think it's Riot Shield. It's a cheating soft, the anti cheating software they use. And like, I, you see it in effect, but it takes, it, it, obviously, it takes a while to get it everywhere and get into every other server. So, I don't know. Make your players happy, Xbox. Turn that crossplay off.
1: Um. So, real quick, gonna talk about Square Enix for two seconds. There are two things I wanna say. One of them is that Final Fantasy 14 goes on sale once again on January 25th, five days away from this recording, so if you haven't been able to play the game, you can finally play it again. Uh, Things are much more stable. Uh, You don't have to wait a week before you can log in and play, Um, and you can play uh, relatively simply as soon as you log in. The other one is that uh, the Kingdom Hearts um, collection is coming very fast to uh, the Nintendo Switch and right now you can download the demo and see if your internet can handle cloud versions of the game. If you'd like to see how we feel about it, Brandon has a wonderful article over on hrecritical.com 3 criticalcom giving his impressions on the cloud gaming versions of the Kingdom Hearts series. He also has some of those videos up on YouTube so that you can see just how much better his internet is than mine. Um, and that's all I have to say for Square enix now i can talk about the big news of the the gaming industry this week which is that microsoft has agreed to buy the video game maker activision blizzard for 68.7 billion i'll repeat that just in case you didn't hear me 68.7 billion might as well just round it up to 70 billion um which is the largest largest takeover ever um and this is going to take effect in Uh, 2023 and just so you guys are aware of what that well first of all that 68.7 billion is going to be paid and uh, this is going to take effect in 2023 people of course were wondering what does this mean for Activision Blizzard games why did this happen blah 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 etc and I'll let these three tell you what they think about it right after I say this um Phil Spencer put out a tweet recently that said, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activism Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Um, Also from this, Xbox Phil Spencer talks Activision buyout, wary of Apple, Google, Facebook, entering gaming. Uh, There's a quote here that says, Nintendo is not going to do anything that damages gaming in the long run because that's the business they're in. Sony is the same and I trust them. So we're going to go a little bit into that Washington Post article as well. And then I want to see how you guys feel about this $70 billion takeover, I shouldn't call it a takeover, acquisition, the $70 billion acquisition. Um, But before we do that, we're going to see you guys in a second. (laughs) And welcome back. Um, So first things first, let's talk about what... uh, is included in this acquisition uh, because we are talking specifically about the $68.7 billion that Microsoft spent to acquire Activision Blizzard. Um, Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Mm Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and even more are coming to xbox thanks to this acquisition um this includes uh, people across the companies of activision publishing publishing blizzard entertainment Beanox, demonware digital legends high moon studios infinity ward king major league gaming radical entertainment raven software sledgehammer games toys for bob treyarch and every team across activision blizzard that's a lot it's I was a lot of motherfuckers about to be over yeah. the Xbox umbrella. Um you know, we could have this whole conversation about um you know, the the was it 6 billion dollars they spent for uh Zenimax Bethesda? 7. 7 million? Okay. Yeah. Um so <laughs> 70 million Se- 7 million. Well, 7 billion. 7, seven billion, billion. billion it was yeah. for Zenimax. 7 billion. Thank you. 7 billion and 70 billion is a, that's a, that's, a, huge that's a, um, and that, and the funny
2: thing is that was pre the previous record holder for yeah. biggest gaming acquisition and boy, this blew it out of the water by
1: 10 times um and so what I was going to say is we could talk about that but we have already talked about that so if you'd like to see how we feel about that one you definitely have to go back and listen to uh the podcast episode and if you don't know which one it is that just means you have to listen to all of them all over again until you find it Uh, there's only like 97 96 98 somewhere there's under 100 okay so we're not there yet, but that reminds me that we are coming up on episode 100 very, very soon, like in a, in a few episodes. So um, hopefully, we'll be doing something special for episode 100. But we're not here to talk about episode 100. I'm here to give you a few more details on this whole. Uh, how you say? Uh, I called it a takeover, but I mean acquisition. Is that what I said before? Right. Yes, that's what I. That's what I meant. Uh, so Xbox's Phil Spencer, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer, has had a few things to say on this. Um, and there's an article over at the Washington Post titled "Xbox CEO Phil Spencer on Reviving Old Activision Games as Microsoft Positions Itself as Tech's Gaming Company." With its 68.7 billion dollar acquisition of mammoth emb- embattled video game publisher Activision Blizzard, Microsoft will be taking on a lot. It will be absorbing a company criticized by its employees for its workplace culture, uh, one that is embroiled in lawsuits alleging gender-based discrimination and sexual harassment. Microsoft will also be taking on game development studios that have inched closer to unionization over the past several months, but it will also also be adding an element that newly minted CEO of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer, sees as core to Microsoft's strategy for consumer acquisition, a slew of video games, and long-abandoned franchises. Uh, Asked about the workplace complaints faced by Activision Blizzard in a 10-minute interview with the Washington Post on Wednesday, Spencer said, quote, I believe the leaders there believe in the opportunity they have in their plan. Noting his confidence the issues will be resolved in addressing the potential of bringing on unionized workers, he said his company will aim to empower its new employees to do their best work. Um, I don't want to break this down too much, but I do want you guys to keep in mind when you're giving your opinion um, on this, that there are about six, seven, maybe eight companies, all with employees that all are now going to be under this umbrella as well. So, um, you know, whether you think that means that some employees are going to be left behind, whether you think that Microsoft is going to accept these uh, unions that are being uh, uh, talked about, whatever, just keep keep all of this uh, in mind when you Give me your opinions on the situation. Uh, and discussing some of the intellectual properties owned by Activision Blizzard, Spencer's excitement may have mirrored the enthusiasm of a StarCraft player noticing the long-dormant franchise's logo and Microsoft's acquisition announcement. I was looking at the IP list. I mean, let's go, Spencer said. King's Quest, Guitar Hero. I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. So, essentially, I'm not going to read more of that, but he... Uh, makes the point that there are a ton of Activision Blizzard uh, legacy titles, essentially, that are, that have an opportunity to be brought back to the forefront. So for him, this acquisition not only is big for the big names that I mentioned earlier, but it's also really big for what the future can hold for uh, uh, Activision Blizzard, um, and those games that are not necessarily as popular as they once were. There's another article here that I'm also not gonna go into, uh, but it essentially talks about whether people think that this acquisition was due to the uh, lawsuits happening at Activision Blizzard. Uh, There's another article on this that I'm also not gonna read that talks about um, why this acquisition was not due to that. And it was actually, it actually talks about why they believe that uh, Bobby Kotick is not going to be stepping down as the CEO of Activision Blizzard versus why people think that he's going to get kicked out after Xbox um, is uh, uh, acquires Activision Blizzard officially. Um, we know that he is he and his company are obviously still under investigation, so there's a lot to unpack there. You can talk about it or not, if. If, you, if you'd like. I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to say. I don't know your opinions on this at all. I'll, I'll find out in just a few minutes. Um, as mentioned, he did say that he confirms that the already released games out for PlayStation are going to remain on that platform. However, there are also lots of articles speculating that Anything going forward is coming to Game Pass and may no longer be uh, available on PlayStation. Uh, so that is also a point of contention that you can bring up if you'd like. Um, and I think those are all the big things. If I forgot something, you know, add it in your explanation of how you feel about this acquisition. Um, but before you guys tell me all about it, Gabe has a wonderful piece on hbcritical.com.
0: Going into i You want me to read it? about this side, i
1: mean no
0: (laughs) i mean either way you guys are gonna hear bits and pieces of it because i almost memorized that article word for word i don't want you to read it i want all the viewer i
1: want all the viewers to go read it on hbcritical.com it's a it's a a nice little tongue-in-cheek piece that gabe wrote with his heart and if you Mm. love gabe you should definitely go check it out at hbcritical.com and if you hate me
0: you should still read it because i want to argue with you on twitter on why you're wrong
1: there you go. Um, so yeah, the sixty-eight point seven billion dollar acquisition is happening. Um, let's go person by person. Uh, who wants to go first? How you feel about it? Who boy? Who wants to take this first? Because I, I got go. last. Okay, but also don't 30. be long because y'all got thirty minutes.
3: Okay, I'll go first. Um, okay. So I'm a big fan of Microsoft. I think we all are aware of this. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's a huge acquisition. I really hope that they don't take all of these titles off of PlayStation. I don't think they will. I think that they'll make probably some of them exclusives, but like stuff like Call of Duty, it's going to be on every platform every year. I mean, they'll probably still be making them every year. Um, The one thing that I think is good is that Microsoft is like a great place to work. Like it's pretty well known that Microsoft is like a good... um, like just environment and stuff. Like I've read, I've been on Glassdoor a lot lately, which you can read about like jobs and stuff. And like Activision Blizzard is rated so low and Microsoft is rated at like a 4.4 4 out of five stars. Like it's a good place to work. So I feel like these people that have been there, the good ones at least, they're going to get to like work at a better place. Um, hopefully Microsoft will take care of some of the, um, you know, problem humans that were at their uh like you know obviously at Activision Blizzard but um I, I don't know how they'll do that like Jerrell said there's still an investigation but I think this is kind of cool I, I I don't know it, it's weird because Microsoft and Sony they're not video game companies like they are but they're just like huge tech companies like Sony mm-hmm made TVs, like, or they still do, I guess, but, um, they make like a lot of stuff. And so does Microsoft makes computers. Like, that's what they do. They make operating systems and it, that's what they do. So it's like, they're huge tech companies. So acquiring this much gaming, like this many gaming companies in like one swoop is crazy, but they have deeper pockets than gaming. They have tech money. So this is nothing for them. Like they've been around forever. This is not like, to them, it's probably pocket change. I mean, how much do you think Microsoft makes? I have no idea. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know if it brings good things or bad things. I think it brings good things for the employees because I think Microsoft is just gonna be an all around better place to work. The treatment is gonna be better. They probably would not have their name on something where people are getting harassed. Although, I don't know, I'm not sure. I've never worked there. So I'm only going by what I read online, which you know that you can't trust that. I don't know. I'm excited about this, but I don't really know why. Uh, I guess because I just like to hear about video game stuff happening. I don't know. Is that why? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like more games will be on Game Pass, which I love. Like, So I'm okay with that. It seems like there's like a lot of good titles. And some things like Activision Blizzard have dropped the ball on. I mean, maybe Microsoft could get some of these titles back on track. I think they're taking on a lot, but I feel like some of the titles that people have been really upset with, like World of Warcraft, like people have not been into that game lately. Like maybe we can do something more with it. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe like it'll just be better for everyone. I hope Um, that's really all I have to say. You said so much, but I can't remember it all because it was so long. So, okay, I'm done.
2: (laughs) All right, I guess I will go next. Um, I want to second what Kelly said, because if I'm being perfectly honest, um, the the first thing I noticed about uh, this acquisition was how much freaking money it was. That was the first thing for sure. This that's but like you but like Kelly said, it's a uh, it's jump change for Microsoft concerning their their dealing as far beyond just gaming. You know they they do tech and computers and whatnot. But the second thing that caught my attention was like, okay, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, the problematic company we've been talking about for the last few weeks slash months. Um. Could that be a good thing for their work environment? And honestly, hearing you say that, Kelly, that uh, Microsoft is just known to have like a a good being, a good place to work. It gives me more hope than I had when I initially heard the announcement and I had a little good amount of hope to begin with. So that just makes me feel even better about the situation. Uh, Plus uh, Phil Spencer's statements about, uh, you know, him noticing, let's just say noticing what's been going on with Activision Blizzard and no, with that knowledge, I'm sure this was not a decision made lightly. And it just makes me hope, beyond hope, that this really does improve things. Now that being said, um the ink won't technically dry until 2023. So there's still a lot of a lot of autonomy that uh Activision Blizzard are going to enjoy until then, uh, that includes this current board. So it's unfortunate that it still has to last as long as it is, but uh it does it does bring me hope that change is going to be coming soon. And that's something I want to join, but beyond beyond the HR of actors, which is obviously very poor going on, like what this actually means for like the gaming industry. It's a little concerning if I'm being perfectly honest, Uh, you know, we said this when Bethesda slash Zenimax was acquired by Microsoft. How uh, that's probably going to be a lot more exclusivity going forward to Xbox and PCs, as opposed to everywhere, but it, especially for Bethesda's sake, like it would improve their, prove hopefully improve their development pipelines and their games, like getting them out on time and not announcing them four years before they're actually ready to come out, stuff like that. I don't know if Activision Blizzard necessarily needed that in terms of like their development, because I don't think that was something that, I mean, you could argue about the quality of the games or like Call of Duties or whatever, but as far as them actually coming out, <clears throat> I don't think that was necessarily the issue. But I'm still hoping, regardless, that with
1: all the... What's up? So there was an article that I did read about it. I don't remember which one it is. I'm going to loosely not quote them. Uh, But essentially, it said that there are a lot of companies within Activision Blizzard, and Mm -hmm. they don't have all the necessary uh, uh, abilities that they would like and so with the backing of microsoft this definitely will bring them to a level that they weren't able to be at before um just okay. to, to go into what you were saying oh well
2: that's even better honestly i'm thank you for telling me that because that that, that gives me a little more hope then um it, it, it could mean more possibilities because activision blizzard um so often if like if uh and i guess microsoft would guilty of this too but activision blizzard is is, is notorious for shuttering studios that doesn't meet their sales standards, however exaggerated they may end up being. But I just it does give me hope that some game franchises might make a, a return. In that case, I saw some few people on Twitter saying "Toys for Bob" is free. They can make crash games and not just help with Call of Duty now. Stuff like that. That's all. Not, that's not always a possibility. I I think all in all, I think there's a lot of people that are either painting this as nothing but a positive, and there's people that are painting this as doom and gloom. And the truth, as they say, often lies somewhere in the middle. I think there's going to be positives and negatives to this acquisition in the end. Like obviously, if you're a Game Pass user, you're going to be eating because now that's just so many more games that will probably be added to Game Pass for you. Uh, so yeah, if you're an Xbox PC gamer, this is nothing but benefit to you if you if you will like those games and whatnot. But if you're if you're a PlayStation player, for example, I'm sure you're probably giving a little, you're probably sweating a little bit, and of course that's a concern too. I know people are you know. Monopoly is is bad. I it's just, that's just a common sentiment. Competition is good. And you know, we'll have to see what happens. I I'm not I'm not ready to paint this as like a completely bad news story. I'm not really ready to paint this as a completely good story. It just it's an insane thing that has happened in gaming this week. And I'm just we, I mean, we're a podcast team. We talk about the gaming news. This is going to be a lot of news going forward, even before this deal is finalized. And um, I'll say this much. It's the first time in a while I've actually been happy to talk about Activision Blizzard because the last few weeks has just been like, what shitty thing have they done now? And let's talk about how bad it is. And uh, I can't wait till they are, um, until they... It's just a long series of, I don't know what they could do. They just keep digging themselves further further as a hole. And to be fair, this is not them getting out of the hole. It's far from it. But it gives the possibility that maybe they, because now they're, uh, now they're, now they absolute higher ups is no longer Bobby Kotick and his, uh, his team of scum. Now it's someone higher that could possibly do something about all that stuff. Um, interesting to see how this goes. Very interesting. Even future is not
1: good, not bad. Ape, your turn
0: bro you're gonna say something positive or negative
1: i have both to say
0: well you go first then because i'm purely negative no you go first actually i don't <laughs> to right, end well, the podcast on all negativity <laughs> everyone has said something beautifully nice about this acquisition i got several things to say i'm gonna start on the money front and no one's gonna agree with me but i think you have that much money to blow on another company it's a shame you can't make your own exclusive games to challenge uh sony's just means you don't know what to do with your money you didn't know what to do with your team or whatever um are yeah, you right i don't i don't disagree with that the, the i disagree yeah I, I know that's why that's why i said someone wasn't going to like it um you oh i don't he know he laughed on my joke at slack guys I, I made a joke I about did. that and he laughed um, <laughs> i did i nice don't necessarily not like right
1: it i'm just saying i disagree
0: um, this is i don't what were you going to say what
1: I was just gonna say that this is actually a really smart business move. To like, this is a great way to spend your money. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, it's, that, it's that's a yeah, good that's, business that's, move. That's Yeah, we agree. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a smart way to spend your money. But again, it means you suck at making your own games. Um,
1: and, and yeah. if you do, then you know what you do. If you suck at yeah, making you buy <laughs> your own else. games, yeah, you yeah. buy you some make games. You games. Buy them. them. <laughs> there
0: you go. Um, it's the okay, way to yeah, the yeah, before I run out of time for that, um, I'm not gonna touch on it. Touch on it much. Uh, the the the. Whatever the fuck the Activision Blizzard CEO name is, Bobby Bobby Kotick, yeah, that guy. Um, he's regardless of what happens in uh in the summer of 2023, which is when the 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 financial year thing goes into effect for mm-hmm. the acquisition to be complete, he's gonna walk out that door with a shit ton of money. Either it's gonna be paid to him, or he's gonna acquire it within the next coming years. But he can be kicked out. Still gonna leave with a. Bunch of money. Fuck that guy. Um, I think, and again, this is going to be highly disagreed with. Xbox is a little slimy because Phil Spencer for the past year and a half has been on that high horse of games are for everybody. Console wars need to end. We love my, we love Sony just as much as they love us. You know, we don't want to take away players from their community but then the chances are, not the chances are, it's very high looking, especially off the things he's said. A lot of the bigger names, sure, not everything from Bethesda and now Activision Blizzard is going to be Xbox exclusive. But a lot mm-hmm. of the big names, a lot of the big hitters are, they're definitely going to be.
3: It's—it's
0: mm-hmm. There's nothing within the next two years that's going to change my mind in thinking it's not. Like Phil Spencer himself can be like, oh, yeah. This game, or for example, let's use uh um, let's use Overwatch 2 and Elder Scrolls 6. Like, oh, these games are gonna come out, you know, on all consoles until I go into GameStop and buy those copies for PS5 or no, yeah, PS5. It's not coming to Switch, that's for sure. Um <sighs> PS5, I'm not gonna believe anything he says. I think they're they're doing the I don't know, I, I think they're full of shit, to put it in loose layman's terms. Um, Cause I know part of their plan to make games accessible for everybody is to get an Xbox app, you know, virtually anywhere. And I'm pretty sure within that scope of anywhere, they're trying to get a PlayStation. I think it's, again, I don't believe them when when they talk about this whole community thing. I think they're full of shit. Um, it's eventually going to be either you know you have a pc to buy these games or if you don't you know if you want to play the next elder scrolls you want to play the next overwatch title you got to buy an xbox i mean good for them because that's good that's going to bring like regardless of what i say it's going to bring a new player base you know people are going to buy consoles because they want to go into the next adventure for elder scrolls they want to experience the new overwatch story um but yeah, again, like Jero said, you can definitely read my not sarcastic article on our website where I don't give them slide remarks. <clears throat>
1: Okay, well, I have some good things and bad things that I think about this. First thing, and I'm a little bit of a cynic on this one, but I completely agree with Gabe. It kind of sucks to know that Mr. Kodak is going to wor- walk away with so much money from this deal. Like, whether he stays on uh, or not after this, uh, that guy's pretty much away um, with money. Yeah, uh, and also, I, I don't remember which article I read, but um, it was talking about how... He essentially didn't necessarily even want to sell um, Activision Blizzard, but uh, he kind of had no choice because of the situation that he's in. He was kind of outvoted on that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you know, it goes back to Kelly's point. I think it would be really great for workers to be able to finally have some backup, some support, uh, you know, a place to work and feel comfortable and happy with, you know, where they work. And hopefully that goodwill will be able to spread not only throughout the company, but to the gaming industry so that, you know, players can feel comfortable you know i can feel comfortable playing hearthstone and overwatch again knowing that microsoft is ensuring that the shit that was happening when they were you know an independent third-party developer is no longer happening so i think that is uh is technically a win for everyone in gaming um, not only for developers who are working really hard on these games to be protected, but also for fans who really enjoy these titles like can't tell you guys how many hours I've put into Overwatch to not be able to play anymore because I, I'm not supporting, you know, uh, Blizzard Entertainment or not playing World of Warcraft for the longest um, uh, to be able to feel good about the work that's being put in on those games and be able to support them once again is I think something that's gonna be really, really awesome. Um, I don't like monopolies. I don't think Mm -hmm. that uh, third party developers as big as Activision Blizzard should be bought by anyone, period. Um, uh, You know, uh, that's not to say that it's a bad thing because so far, uh, PlayStation, uh, Sony, and Microsoft have actually been really good at um, allowing whatever studios they purchase to make what they want. Um, So to me, that's actually really great, right? Like, I don't think they're going to buy, you know, Activision Blizzard and be like, all right, you guys have to make exactly what we say, because that's not what they do. Uh, They buy these companies and they support them. So I think that's really, really awesome. I just don't personally think that uh, big third party developers should be owned by Microsoft or Sony or anyone. um, Mm -hmm. Because obviously it can prevent games from being played by everyone um and that sucks because you know everybody should be able to play whatever they want. Um, I don't think we should have. And this isn't ne- this isn't technically a monopoly, so I won't call it that. Uh, but it can feel like one because now it's a lot of people saying, "Okay, what's Sony gonna do now? Like, what's next? What are you guys gonna do to to combat this huge purchase?" You know, I saw there was a rumored twenty billion dollars stock loss for Sony after this purchase, uh, which is a big fucking deal. Like, there's so much happening from, you know, this one decision that's being made. The other thing I will say about this is that this is, this can be really good for gamers. Um, I I know, I feel like I'm flip-flopping here, but this can be really good for gamers because all these titles coming to Game Pass means that even if you, I'll use um, Outriders, as an example. Outriders mm-hmm. came first to Game Pass for free, right? Now, right. we had the option to either go pay $70 to play this on PS5 or play it for free uh, with a, what, $15, $12 subscription. I'll say $15 because if you want to use the online, you have to use uh You have to get the 15, $15.99 one. So I'll say 15.99. Mm-hmm. So. Either you're subscribed to Game Pass for $15.99 and you play this for free, or you pay 70 bucks to try it out on PlayStation and never play it again, right? (laughs) And that sounds really bad uh, for Outriders. But in the future, with games like Call of Duty that release once a year, you will end up saving so much money as a gamer if you just play these games when they first release on Game Pass every year, right? Mm -hmm. That is a win for gamers. Just period, because now we're all just going to be saving money in the end. Uh, And that goes for StarCraft, that goes for Diablo 4 that's going to come out, that goes for anything that Activision Blizzard puts out that people still want to play. Save a shit ton of money and play those on Game Pass or play them on PC with mods like Go at it, have a ton of fun. Uh, and and also for consumers, it's really hard to get a PlayStation 5 right now. You can walk into a store and get a Series X. I literally just bought a Series X like two days ago out of Best Buy, it was just sitting there like Mm -hmm. out in the open. You can get a Series X if you don't want a Series X, you can get a Series S. How much is that like 200 bucks, 300 bucks? 300. You can go buy a $300 Series X, subscribe to Game Pass, and then still end up saving money in the long run by this deal with Activision Blizzard and Xbox, um, and just play all these brand new games digitally and have a huge library. Um, I'm not saying that $300 is easily accessible, because uh, it's not. <laughs> like, we literally are in such a weird state right now that it, it's not accessible, but a Series S is more accessible than a PlayStation 5 right now. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are PC players as well. So um, I don't think anyone really loses in the end here. Um, I mean, obviously you do if you don't have a PC or if you don't have an Xbox. And uh, uh, with the way that they talked about uh, uh, Bethesda Zenimax, and it seems as if the new skyrim is going to possibly be exclusive um and they have that other exclusive game that they're working on starfield um Mm. obviously i said back then when you spend 7 billion you obviously make exclusives with that money if you spend 70 billion you obviously make fucking exclusives um, with that money so yeah it goes both ways i think it's it's good for xbox players it can good it can be good for players overall we can all save a lot of money uh it sucks for um players who are only on playstation it'll probably suck in the future um it'll most likely you know g- grab more consumers for X, uh, game pass which is of course what xbox wants phil spencer has been very decisive about what he said about this he specifically said that games are, that are already available they will continue to be available he didn't say anything about what the future holds of course because we don't know um but i think it'll just be fun to watch and see gabe yes
0: Sorry, so I meant to say this when I was talking, but we keep bringing up Call of Duty, and actually, it was recently r- reported that Call of Duty is thinking about uh, going away from the uh, the yearly release thing, and they're thinking about doing, like, you know, two years or three years or whatever, just throwing that out there.
2: That's cool. That works for Assassin's Creed. What? I mean, yeah, Call of Duty
1: is the same game every 12. year, so. Huh? What's 16 times 12? 16 times 12? Yeah. Because I'm so
0: good at math, I'm going to do this in my head right now. For everyone okay. listening, I'm totally not 192. taking out my calculator. 192. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> so you would have spent $192 a year on Game Pass and gotten, I'm sure, uh, more brand new games uh, than that's worth at the end of the day. If you were an Activision fan, now they just need to buy EA, make it official, buy fucking EA, let it go, and then Sony just (laughs) go buy Square Enix and let it go and share Square Enix with Nintendo
0: and well you have to put down the initial payment and then you have to put down like two more payments like, in the <laughs> next three months if you're trying to buy ea
1: they're gonna buy ea they're gonna buy ubisoft and you know Sony's gonna pull gonna buy square enix and let nintendo borrow them and nintendo's just gonna be doing their own shit and then we're just all gonna have to go- buy all the consoles um, i saw hila-
2: i saw a hilarious picture where it was um <laughs> Like Microsoft doing this news, and then so, and then people are like, so you should buy systems. So and it just show for Nintendo, just like showed a picture of Kirby fishing, just like just ignoring all this nonsense. Like
1: <laughs> they shouldn't ignore it because their games are coming to Game Pass too. Look oh, at you, Octopath oh. Traveler. Um, that was a Nintendo exclusive. It's not not that
2: not anymore. I can't believe that's still not on PlayStation yet. But that's another story. Oh, by the way, I thought uh, as we were talking about this. I just thought of a hypothetical now that uh, Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard. In last year's E3, the digital event, because Microsoft has Bethesda now, their their press conference was basically like a fusion of like the typical Microsoft show and then the Bethesda show. Now, the deal doesn't finalize until next year. So even if there is an E3, there's nothing going to really change with that. But uh, what does that look like in 2023 for E3 with them? Not only, you know, Microsoft games got to be shown says the games got to get shown and now they also got to show activision blizzard games like what does that e3 look like for them do they go an extra ha- do they go an extra half an hour like is there no. is they they they, they have a lot of time do the same thing just yeah. present all, all three because remember the they
1: had that whole thing where they were like yeah we're gonna let uh bethesda be their own thing like they always do that's Why what i'm saying do the same thing for activision blizzard
2: so, so so you're saying the same time length just like now all three announcements is that what yeah you're because
1: they're not going to stop okay because remember blizzard has their own thing every year anyway yeah blizzcon Uh, yeah like they have their own separate blizzcon where they're going to announce uh diablo and overwatch and world of warcraft etc so it's not like they need to be there anyway i don't i don't think it's going to be much different at all but you know what's going to be different what's that the way we say goodbye this time
2: Oh, I got to think of a clever way to say goodbye. Okay. You just okay. got to
1: say goodbye in a different way than you normally do. Because I, I already said it's going to happen.
3: So, uh, adios, everyone. Ciao. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>
2: yes. Set to explode. Help my face.
1: <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. <laughs> Bye.